But the children love the books. Every time I clap, a child dies. Hello and welcome to Goblet of Wine, a drunken Harry Potter podcast. I'm Hannah. And I'm Charlie and I've completely forgot what I'm about what I'm supposed to say next. Great, okay. In today's you episode... You have a script for me! Make it up! In today's... You can't expect me to think independently, Hannah! In today's episode, we're going to be discussing chapter five of Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. Yeah, that's the book we're on. You nearly said Goblet of Wine. Yeah, I did. I just, I'm so self-absorbed. Yeah. With special guest, Neil! Hello! Are we seriously editing all of that? Yeah. So Neil is joining us today as our first ever proper guest on a non-bonus episode. (laughs) Um, And we are so excited to have Neil, mostly just because he has the best radio voice in the world. Thank you. Probably no other reason. Yep. So grab a beverage and join along with us. like it's been ages since we recorded again charlie it does because last time i don't know i feel like i've erased it from my memory out of scarred well again in between the last two gaps there was loads of life stuff happened then in between this gap loads of life stuff happens yay i know we keep doing this podcast through me and charlie's turbulent life so turbulent but oh let me speak hannah (laughs) sorry let me speak um yeah but this episode is a special one because we have something we've never had before Uh, kind of never had before on our normal episodes no i was talking about the microphones you're thinking about neil i'm thinking about tech oh okay yeah so this episode what i was actually talking about is that we now have two microphones which is amazing because it means me and hannah no longer have to spoon as we're recording (laughs) literally guys we had to sit so close together (laughs) so close because it wasn't even one on a stand so it was like down on the table (laughs) it's so professional guys but now i'm really sad because charlie's little head is like the other side of the table and she's so far away from me yeah and we'll tweet and instagram photos but i have this really fancy one it's got like a pop filter and it's on a stand and it's like suspended in this like tripod thing and hannah's is still this little tiny one that is currently just leaning on like this like poof yep it's <laughs> it's like a like an ottoman thing like yeah. it's not going well but for the first mic upgrade well the first second mic we've got we've got to say thank you to our patreons yes thank you so much because it is your wonderful kind super generous support support that's let us buy these microphones yep. and we're gonna upgrade again Here we so are if you want to help us upgrade and get another microphone and then hopefully one day like professional like xlr equipment and, and wow give us your money yeah please it's <laughs> www.patreon.com slash goblet of wine don't feel under any pressure though because if you don't have the months to donate you can follow us on twitter and instagram and share us and tell your friends about us because that also helps loads yes and this episode is also special in a second way which is what hannah was thinking of we have our first in a non-bonus episode special guest you've heard him before it's neil hello it's neil i'm here so we decided our first guest would be someone our first proper guest would be someone you already know neil and he requested these two chapters to come on because one of these chapters focuses on gilderoy lockhart who is apparently neil's favorite character it's true do you want to explain now why you love gilderoy lockhart so much or do you want to explain it later when we get into the character i think it makes more sense later on okay. when we're talking about the character but uh, i do okay. think that when it comes to the minor characters at least he is by far my favorite yeah so out of all the books neil requested this one so that worked out well because he is our first proper guest Woo. Woo. and we're gonna have more we have some super exciting we people do. planned that we absolutely cannot wait i know we are so excited so, for some extra guests so shout out time we yes. we used to shout out every twitter and instagram message we got but we can't do that anymore because we've got so many twitter and instagram messages from you guys yes and obviously we love you all we do we're going to pick like one per episode yeah one per episode and then obviously anyone who joins our patreon or stuff like that will obviously be shouted out but yeah other than that like we're gonna pick one per episode who just kind of their message like meant something all the messages mean something i don't know where i'm going (laughs) basically yeah it's a popularity contest if we like you the most we will shout you out anyway so our shout out for this episode goes to we don't know your actual name but the like um name on instagram is 
bored wall smiley face. Your message meant the absolute world trust. I think both me and Hannah were like almost crying. Like I yep. like teared up, yep, was yep, having yep. to not cry. Like yep. it was just like the sweetest and most heartfelt thing. It was. And... and thank you so much for like messaging with such like honesty and just like you know, it was just such, it was the loveliest message. Yeah, it was. Yeah, so, so thank yeah. you. Thank you very much. Right, let's get into actual book reading. Yes. What this podcast is about. So we're starting with chapter five, The Whomping Willow. I have heard a rumour from Charlie that she actually wrote down the plot of this chapter. Whoa. That rumour. What call the police? That rumour is true. Hello, police. Hello. I, I think my podcast host has been replaced by someone different. <laughs> Neil, what are we drinking? We're drinking raspberry vodka with lemonade. This was Neil's choice. So when we have a guest, they will choose our alcohol as their special treat. So Neil chose raspberry vodka and lemonade. Mm. I actually, well, no, we only gave you a selection. I feel like with other guests, I feel like if it was actually your pure choice, me and Charlie would be sitting here drinking whiskey. Oh, well, it depends. I just picked what I quite fancy drinking right yeah, now. Yeah, that's fair enough. <laughs> I feel like that's a good way to make a choice. Yeah, definitely. definitely. If it was down to me, you know, and I wanted to be cruel, yeah, it would be absolutely be neat whiskey. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. sophisticated. Well, chapter five, The Whomping Willow. Yep. So it's the end of summer and Harry and Ron are preparing to go back to Hogwarts. Well, and, and everyone else. Not just Harry and Ron. Like the whole Are my notes not good enough for you? <laughs> no, I'm just going to antagonise you now. Continue oh to God. Hansplain my <laughs> notes. Hansplain. I love that. Strap in, folks. This is going to be a long one. Continuing. <laughs> Brutal. Yes. Carry on. So, the entire school are preparing to go back to Hogwarts, <laughs> but specifically, as mentioned in the fucking book, Ron and Harry are. <laughs> uh, so, Mr. Weasley has magically expanded a car. And for some fucking reason, Mrs. Weasley just, like, doesn't realise that that's magic. Well, she's never been in a muggle car. But TARDIS, Hannah. <laughs> like, I know she's just from the outside. I know, she just comments, like, they are clever, aren't they? I'm like, you're literally sitting on a park bench in a front passenger seat. I'd also just like to throw a point out there. A point pre this plot point. Great. Right at the beginning... Okay. Uh, it talks about how Fred and George set off a fireworks display, a filibuster fireworks in the kitchen. Yeah. They apparently bounce around for half an hour. They're magical fireworks. Why are you questioning this? Oh my, my God, I my... just got something. It's called filibuster and they often use them oh to make God. distractions. That's genius. Wait, what? Don't you know what filibuster is? Like no. the political term. <gasps> no. Like when someone keeps talking and talking and talking to like run down the time on a uh, like yeah. a motion. Okay, don't you remember this? It's the thing. I'm not sure if it's in UK politics. It's in American politics, mm. and it happened a few years back. Yeah. Um, and it was about. Uh, forgive me if I'm wrong. I think mm. it was on like it was something to do with like women's health. It was abortions or something to do with that. Yeah. Mm. Basically, if you have a filibuster in Parliament, you can say like filibuster, and then you continue talking about the subject. And there's a bunch of really ridiculous rules, like you're not allowed to change the subject, you're not allowed to like sit, things like mm, that. Mm. And you have to talk until the time voting, which is like a day. And you have to do it for a day. And if you continue talking, they cannot vote. I can confirm it is also a thing in UK Parliament. They have a similar, I don't think they call it a filibuster. Yeah. They just call it running time down. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is one MP who famously does it about anything that disagrees with his rights. Wow. I.e. anything that's good for people. Wow. Great. Clever naming, Joe. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know why you're shocked that the fireworks bounce around for half an hour. No. Because in book five, they invent their own fireworks, which bounce about for like 24 hours. But my point is, picture this, you've just had a lovely dinner. Yes. And they're like, oh, we've got some fireworks to set off. And you're sat there for half an hour <laughs> while these things are bouncing about. Because that's the thing with fireworks. At the start, for the first like three minutes, you're like, ah, oh, pretty, ooh. And then after that, you're like... I'm really fucking cold. In well, this that's why they did them in store in, in indoors. They did them in their kitchen. Yeah, I also um, had another. This has got to be the weirdest phrasing I've ever heard J.K. Rowling use, where she says that Harry and Ron woke at cock crow. Does, did she say that's that? Her, you, you can you can quote me on that. Harry and Ron woke at cock crow. Well, um, as the as the crow to me, calls. that's a normal phrase and as you grow up on a fucking egg farm surely that's normal <laughs> charlie think it through do cockerels lay fucking eggs no but i assume that some were there for like male company no like, what why so would they do that clearly so they, they can't they can... be impregnated because I... the eggs are but unimpregnated fetuses give them condoms chicken condoms chondoms <laughs> chondoms <laughs> 
They were up at cock crow. He is right. They cock are up crow. at cock crow. Charlie, oh, clearly there's no cock crawls on a hen farm. I just thought, like, I if just you never have heard that, that many chickens, like, probably you're also gonna, like, just chop its dick off. <laughs> Says the vegetarian. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Do I, but, like, I, I don't know. Like, to me, that's quite a normal phrase. I'm moving on. They're up at cock crow, but however early they got up, they end up running late. <laughs> Because everyone keeps forgetting their shit. George forgets something, then Fred forgets something, and then Ginny forgets her diary, which is the first we've heard of her diary. Boom. Good little hint there. Good yep. little hint, Joe. Yeah. So and like it's great because like they went back for it. I know. What if they just didn't? <laughs> no, but also, if they just if if my kid, like fair enough you're only five minutes from the house, but they said they're near the motorway, I would have just been like, We own an owl, I'll just send it to you. They've like got, you're yeah. not going back, you have an owl. They've exactly. literally got a system of magical birds that can carry like ridiculous weight. I know, like you you're fine for, for one night without a diary, Ginny. Yeah. But it does say but... that she shrieked when she realised she forgot it. Yeah. I don't care. My kid can shriek all they like. I'll send them their diary. But it just yeah. that shows but... you how it's she is already yeah, yeah it's true but what I also thought was interesting about this is so she's had a horcrux like yes <laughs> chilling chilling wait has she because she's had it for about two no. weeks at this point diagonally yeah she's got it in diagonally yeah okay yeah okay so she's had a horcrux and we know that when they have a horcrux later on yeah it massively affects her mood and just makes her all a dick yeah it makes them all mm. a bit of a dick and this is the thing like Ginny had probably been a dick the entire summer yeah and you know what they were probably like Oh, she's oh, grown up. Hormones. Puberty, puberty. Hormones. But because then in the book, like obviously part of it, like as we go later in the book, part of it is because she's being possessed. But also there's signs that she's just become really withdrawn. She's grumpy, like things like that. And it is the same signs as what the trio show later on. So it's yeah. good, good setup yeah. there. And mm. it's also a good kind of like veiled metaphor about how like young women's mental health and even like when you get a bit older like your mental mm. health as a woman is not taken seriously because it's mm. put down as hormones to hormones yeah 100% like this is has, like this has happened to so many people I know where they have had serious mental health issues yeah they've gone to the doctors and the doctor's like it's your period love no but also it's not even like I know almost every woman I know at some point has been ridiculed by their partner. Not you, Neil. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, can I, can I be excluded from that? No, I've been ridiculed by a previous partner that every time I cried or got upset or got angry, he'd be like, oh, but you are you on your period? Are you about to start your period? And that's happened to every woman I know. Yeah. yeah. And like Ginny is that age. She's like, what, 11, 12? Like at that age, people are just like... Oh, you're just, you're just hormonal. Yeah. You're just starting your period. It's like, I'm having a serious issue here and no yeah. one can see it. And you know what my least favourite thing is? Like when people are like, oh, but like you're on or near your period. So I'm discounting everything you say. It's like, I, okay, my feelings when are still I'm valid. on my period, it doesn't make me imagine shit. It makes me actually say the shit I'm annoyed about. Yeah. Like when you're on your period, you will break down crying over dumb shit. Yep. Like you can't like, I don't know, find something and you will get so frustrated you'll cry. That's insanity, but you're actually having a go at someone about something they're doing. They've still done that thing. That is something you're normally annoyed about. It's just you're actually going to say it because you're in your period. Yeah, it doesn't take away from that thing actually happens. No. Listen to women, for God's sake. (laughs) So So I'd also just like to remind you of that time you cried because your tit fell out. (laughs) (laughs) We were getting ready to go So I don't cry on my period. I cry probably like the, the, the second day before. And so, and I never know when it is because I'm shit at tracking my own periods. Hi, did you sign up for a women's podcast where we get drunk? We're talking about periods now. So it was like two days before my period. I didn't know my period was coming. I was just like upset and stressed that morning. And then we were getting ready to go out and I put on a strapless bar because I was wearing like a cami. It was like 32 degrees. And I like leant down to get something or was like bending over the bed to get something. And my tit just popped out my strapless bar and I just burst into uncontrollable tears for 20 minutes 20 minutes and then my friend came to pick us up and i just continued to cry in their car i love that can i just say that we have like at one point when we were talking about periods just like lost every male listener and then the moment we're like tip popped out they're like yeah attention's back what's happening what's this something about a tip our twitter followers just double (laughs) (laughs) they get to king's cross with only five minutes to spare Everyone gets through the barrier, but dum dum dum, Harry and Ron can't get through the barrier. And conveniently, they're left to last. Yeah, this mm. is my question. What mm. would Dobby have done if the Weasleys weren't so late and they weren't last in order? Well, he says later on that he waited 
to see when they were, but... What was I his plan? It's Dobby... very rare that they would have arrived last. Like, what was his plan otherwise? I think Dobby's just not... Like, obviously they would have gotten there, even if they were the last, and they hadn't taken the flying car, they still would have gotten there. Yep. Hogwarts wouldn't have been like, well, I guess you missed this year. We can think of literally no other way to get you to Scotland. <laughs> I thought of something when I was uh, listening to this earlier. Okay. Did you, Neil? They... Did you? Look, you invited me on this podcast. <laughs> to talk about Gilderoy Lockhart. Are we talking about Gilderoy Lockhart yet? <laughs> Fine. <laughs> but no, no, they get to King's Cross and they say, oh, you know, you've got to be careful when you go through the barrier in King's Cross because maybe the muggles will see. Yeah. Why not put the barrier somewhere a little bit more surreptitious? No. It doesn't even... Why no. is it in a train station? Yeah. It doesn't need to be. No. It does because they need to catch a train. Train stations need to... Trains need to make train their tracks. Own fucking train station. No, that's too hard because the then is, you have to make a whole bit invisible. I like... It's whimsy. Later in the chapter, you know, they go up, you know, not to jump ahead, but just as Please a point. Don't. They're up in the car and they look down and it's like, oh, there's the train. Implying that it's on the same tracks as muggle trains. Yeah. yeah it's on a track. Yeah. Implying that surely Muggles would notice this big red train no, I popping think, about. I think we can assume it's like Hogwarts. You don't see it uh, if okay. you're... But it does mean that it is by like real actual tracks that are there. Yeah, yeah. that's the thing. The Muggles just, might not be able to notice the train when it goes past. But at some point, people are going to be like, that's a track. Yeah. Do you think and, train spotters... You know people who are train spotters? Like yeah. genuine ones who take pictures of like trains and shit. I'm very familiar. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, so let's say, let's, <laughs> let's say the muggles. Didn't even think of that. Let's say the muggles can't really see the train because, like, it's got that thing where they don't notice it. But there's certain muggles who are really obsessed with trains and train tracks that can just see the tracks, and their life goal is to find out where these tracks, like, what happens with these tracks because a train never goes on it. I really like to imagine there's a few muggles just with binoculars, just like, what goes over these tracks? They probably just assume Thatcher sold it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe they are tracks that are still in use. Like, cause, like trains go up to Scotland. Mm. Um, yes. yes, they do. Yeah, but... But do you know what J.K. Rowling's wrong about? They don't go to Scotland from King's Cross. They go, they go to Scotland from Euston. This is one of my points later on that I'll say now because we're on the topic. So hang on, let me just skip... I think we have the same note and if you're about to say what I'm about to say, we're about to get so angry so, at the same time. At one point, she says that they were like, Going through Norfolk. Wait, wait, wait. Pause podcast. Your feet. Pause so you're podcast. All giving no, stop, stop, stop. <laughs> I need to find again. it. I need to find it. There's a prophet report. It says they were seen by a muggle in Norfolk. Yes. Look at my notes. Why were they in Norfolk? I know. Okay, because so everyone's probably now getting a flashback to the bit where we discuss whether they could fly Hagrid, over Bristol. Yeah, when Hagrid like takes a baby and if they'll fly over Bristol. But this is okay. This is worse. This is we're gonna put up a map. Yes. This is, I had to map it to make sure I wasn't being dumb. Norfolk is in the east of England. Yes, and it's in the bump. So there is no way that you go from London up to Scotland and just take a detour through the bump. And I know this because I'm from Suffolk, which is below Norfolk, yep. in the bump. It's in the bump. If you know, like, the basic shape of England, you know the bit that looks like a bum? It's in that bit. But London, Scotland is directly north from London. Theory. No, yes. Neil. What? Do we know for sure that all wizards get on at King's Cross? Yeah. It's yeah. on, Mug it's on Cause, Pottermore. Because this is oh. my point. It would only make sense if they take detours, which mm. would make more sense because I never understand. Say you... Ernie McMillan, who is Scottish. Yes. He or... has to travel down to King's Cross. Yeah. On a virgin train. On a virgin train. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To go get back on a train or like, up to Scotland. Say you're from like Northumbria. Yeah. Do you yeah. have to go all the way down the to The Lake London? District. Mm. And like I assume that they can drive you up to um what's it called? Hogsmeade. Uh, Hogsmeade. Yeah. I assume your parents could drive you up, but like you're going to miss out on the entire train experience that everyone else has. I don't think they do any pickup. So I, there's something on Pottermore about how they used to let children go there on their own and make their own way there. But a third of students arrive late every year. So they just said you all have to get on yeah. a train. But that's so unfair to the Scottish pupils. I guess so maybe weird. they do sidelong apparition. Yeah, they oh. just apparate down and stick them on or, the train. Um, flu powder. Yeah. But it still seems a bit like you're going all the way down. And also, there must be, but there must mm. be some 
wizard children that live in Hogsmeade as well. So yeah. surely they don't make them get on the train. Surely the kids that live in Hogsmeade just turn up at the platform like, yeah, hey. <laughs> but we will tweet a photo to show of where how Norfolk is. improbable. Oh, it because Norfolk be... is literally on a bump sticking out the side of London. It's yeah. not from uh, London of England. It's not remotely, like, you just, you never would. And J.K. Rowling um, explicitly says in the text, they travel due north from London, which takes you to the Highlands in Scotland. Well done, you know some geography. Yep. It does not take you through Norfolk. <laughs> yep, it's, it pains me. And yeah, Neil, I feel like we should post on non-top, like, what's people's opinion? Is it magical tracks? Is it current tracks? Like, how does that work with, like, signalling area? I'd areas? love that. Because surely if there's a train, like, maybe it's, like, the night bus where it somehow, like, maybe, like, sucks mm. up vertically mm. if a train is going through it. Mm. But, like, what's the situation here? Because you can't just use train tracks. There are other trains. See, guys, you signed up for other to other podcasts for the bands. Did you sign up for, to this podcast for British people getting angry about geography? Yes, and trains. Because this is one thing that other podcasts can't give you if they're not British. How angry we get over something being 50 miles to the east. <laughs> I've yes. got like a, just a sort of wizarding semantics question. Oh God. Yeah. Flu powder. Hello. Is, is there a distance limit on it? The country. Is that? And if it's that, why and how? Don't know, don't know. Cool. Just because I was thinking if someone needed to like flew down to London, like okay, that's cool, from Scotland, from... Aberdeen. What if someone needed to flee to Paris? Could you flee to Paris? I don't know. And in that case, is it the sea that's stopping you? So in that case, could you flee from Paris to Moscow? Could you flee from Paris to Beijing? I Go feel on like Pottermore this is definitely check. on Pottermore. Like, this is the thing. Okay, so some might say that before starting this podcast, me and Hannah should have read all of podcast, um, read all of Potter, Pottermore. Pottermore. Say Pottermore. Pottercast. I said podcast, and Pot-a-cast. then when to say Potterless, and then I'm like, no, Pottermore. Pottermore. But yeah, some people would say maybe we should have written all of Pottermore so that we wouldn't have these questions. But I don't think that's fun because every Harry Potter podcast I listen to is like, well, we read this thing on Pottermore, which is amazing because I cannot be bothered to listen to Pottermore, and I love when podcasts tell me about it. See, I but have I feel read like our unique thing is random wonderings and conspiracy theories. See, I have read quite a lot of Pottermore, but all about four years ago, so I have vague half memories of it, which I think really adds an extra special twist. Are you saying yeah. you don't want to read about wizards fouling themselves and cleaning it up later? Don't <laughs> bring it, guys. <laughs> we have an emergency situation. We're like a third of the way through this chapter and I need more booze. Already? I still have half my cup. Yeah, I made you a really I strong one. Well. well, go get it, guys. I will. So, moving on, because we just went on the longest tangents. Did we? We did, yes. Do so, we not want to carry on talking about wizards fouling themselves? Shut up, Neil. That's important. Shut up, Neil. Um, so, the boys decide that to do a stupid, stupid thing. Oh. Harry said... I'm really sorry. I had like some quite... This is quite an interesting one. He has, I don't like people you interrupting me. You need to be smoother me. with your intros. You do need to be smoother. Well, the way I do it is I'm like, Hannah, shut uh, the fuck <laughs> up. I actually, yeah, I prefer that to, uh, uh. Oh, actually, actually, guys. Actually, you got a point. I'm really sorry, Say Neil. your point. We I'm just love getting you, fucking Neil. rinsed here. I thought you guys <laughs> would go, you? like, more granular on, like, the tangents, but no, clearly not. Do you not want to know what was happening on the other side of the barrier? What do you mean? Well, What's they must have noticed that Harry and Ron haven't come through. So my headcanon, if I'm allowed a headcanon, is that Mrs. Weasley has so many children and she's so worried about Ginny that, you know, she's got them all on the train and she's like, oh, thank God, they're all on the train. And then Hermione leans out the window as it's pulling off like, Mrs. Weasley, where's Ron and Harry? And this as the train is pulling off, as, she's, <laughs> as the train is pulling off, Mrs. Weasley's like, she didn't realise till like Hermione pointed it out to her. I think Ron, yeah, maybe she wouldn't notice. She would have noticed Harry. That's mean. No, no, because Ron, like you say, is all the kids. She does that. That's yeah, just there's like... ginger one, ginger two, ginger. Oh, I've lost count. She loves Harry. She loves Ron. No, but they make a really big point in the opening of this chapter about how she cooks him all his favourite things for the last meal yeah. before they go back. Yeah. No, I just thought, you know, when I don't know if you talked on the podcast before about your idea for you know the Netflix adaptation. Of course of Harry we have. Potter. Yes. Yeah, of course you have. This would be such a cool scene where it's like we can't get through the barrier. Flip to the other side of the yeah. barrier. Yeah. Yeah. No, you know what I imagine it's like? You know when you're either waiting to cross the road or waiting for a lift and you've pressed the button 
and then someone comes up and they like look at you waiting and then they press the button and you're like, do you think I'm just stood here? I like to think that like, you know, one, you know, couple went to go through the barrier and they were like, we can't. So then they were stood back like going, why can't we get through yeah. the barrier? And then like, you know, another parent come along and they just tried to go through the barrier. Yeah. And then the other couple was like, why the fuck? Do you think we stood here? Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. I hate it when people do that to me on roads. Like, what? Do you just think I'm stood here for fun? You yeah. can see that the thing is lit up. <laughs> God's sake. Yeah. So I would love to see. This is the thing about what I hope the Netflix. What I hope when the Netflix thing gets rebooted or if they ever do it that you get all these different sides of all the stories so ron harry says let's go wait by the car and ron is like oh my god the car we could fly it to hogwarts and then he says wizards are allowed to use magic in an emergency ron this is not an emergency no like as a child when i read this i was like yeah they need to get to hogwarts as an adult i'm like you're so fucking stupid that's yeah. exactly they're kids though aren't i know they? this like, is the thing this is the moment when you realize like they are kids yeah. they are kids but like what do they think and also what does dobby, uh, dobby what does he think does like the, the, just the parents are just stuck in the void and they're never coming back like obviously your parents are going to come back at some point like they can apparate out you. of that void it is literally not a situation of well you missed the Hogwarts Express no education no education <laughs> like McGonagall also says you could have taken Al yep or one of your parents could just apparate you up to Hogwarts yep there's like a hundred different scenarios for you to get back to Hogwarts but you're like let's steal a car <laughs> that's it Harry back under the stairs you go <laughs> yeah, forever <laughs> Like, and and it's so stupid. But I can also, I know when I was 12, like, if one of my friends said something, like, even if it wasn't the most logical solution, you're like a kid and you're hyped up and you're like, yeah, that is the only way. Oh my God. But if they said they were going to jump off a cliff, would you do it too? And I think as well, there's an element of they're like, this is fun and we'll get massive street crash. Street crash. Yeah, because they're like, look at, think about Fred and George's faces when we land on the lawn. Yeah. So anyway, like Harry and Ron, they're like, yeah, the next. Logical, logical Le- step logical. is to take this flying fucking car and fly to Scotland. Yep. With so, an invisibility cloak that they don't know works. Exactly. Invisibility spell. Oh, I have a very quick point. You know, I'm reading the illustrated version. I like to bring them up about points about the illustration. Yeah. So um, they have a really nice illustration of this of um, St. Pancras, which I'll yep. show you, Charlie, because you love London things. I do. Do you want me to show you now? I yes. do. You do. It's lovely. Ooh. Very nice. But oh. I noticed an Easter egg. So buses have a white top with a serial number written on them. That's lovely. No, 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 no. They have a serial number written on the top of them so helicopters can see them in an emergency. But this one, they've changed the serial number to J-K-R and J.K. Rowling's birthday. There's a line where they talk about them taking off and they're like, they're parked in a road where there's no cars. What? No, 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 no. They're in central fucking I knew you were going to bring this up. I literally read that chat. I was like, Charlie's going to bring this up. I want to know where this dingy alleyway is in like King's Cross. Yeah. St. Pancras, King's Cross area. Next to fucking St. Where's the dinge? Where's the dinge? I can think, I know all those streets. I sound like I used to like I hate those streets. It's complicated around there. It is complicated around there, but there's no dingy roads with no cars. See, what I find interesting is when you look at, like, the Cornwall Strike novels, J.K. Rowling describes... London in like, perfect detail. Denmark Street. Oh, like, she's beautiful. literally describing it. It's beautiful. like she, like, wrote it down and she was looking at every little thing. We were there the other day yeah. and I went... It's just stunning. It is. It, it's perfect detail. This? Yeah. Joe. Guys, <laughs> it's a kid's fucking book. I know! Yeah, I get it, but I feel like as your resident London-based podcast... We have to point out there is no magical side alley down London that does not have any cars or pedestrians in. However, it doesn't exist. No. Not in central London. No. no. If, this, if this scene had been set at Marylebone. Marylebone? <laughs> there are indeed some slightly dingy alleyways near there. Yeah, just a note, J.K. Rowling. Maybe your books would have sold a bit better if you based it in Marylebone. Marylebone. I don't know as much about Marylebone personally, although I, I do know quite a lot about St Pancras and King's Cross. Anyway, yeah. so they get in the car and turn it invisible and they fly up over London. And I really love, there was a description that said London was um, sparkling and smoky, which mm. is just like a, such a great description That's of London lovely. from above. Yeah. Um, but suddenly the car turns visible again because the button is faulty. Dun, dun, dun. So they panic, they panic, they panic and they head above the clouds for cover. Yeah. And then they're like, okay, it's fine. We're just going to dip down every 30 minutes to check on the train. What? That's not how trains work. <laughs> this train has the world's straightest tracks. Just straight, like it's in America. <laughs> to be fair, 
London to the Highlands in Scotland is it's 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 a relatively straight line. But, like but they the, went to Norfolk. But the train track, <laughs> yeah. Well, the train track to has to go around hills, rivers. Towns, yeah. villages, like it goes like this. That's how train tracks work. Yeah. Okay. Because I'm really worried that we're like boring people right now, but hopefully we're not. Because if you're in America, like everything is squares, all the roads are squares, everything the trains straight are squares, lines. everything's built in blocks because it's a lot more modern. But England was like, "Ha, huh, we want to build the settlement by water because we're Vikings or whatever." Yeah. And so then like, everything grew up from that. <laughs> yeah. So then more modern things like roads and railways are kind of like squidged in between. So things are like incredibly curvy. So unless we are buying into the fact that this is some magical railway, which I think just makes no sense. Yeah. And also then still surely it would be curvy. Uh, it makes no sense. No, like no. it's going to have to go around. Uh, I mean, there's a chance. If the clouds are so high up that they're, I don't know, like, uh, you know, it's still five miles. Trains, if like, they're five uh, miles above the ground, you can see quite far but, if the train has curved around a lot. But to give them the benefit. Fast and, I Steam mean, trains don't. I guess. But like, but it does magical take steam train. Yeah, magical See, one. I, I assumed just... I had canoned this one that the magical car goes pretty fast. Yeah, but it's in the air. It must yeah. do. Yeah, like it must, and I can buy that definitely. Mm. But I do not think half an hour is enough time. Yeah, I can't believe we're dissecting this, <laughs> but I am very. Angry we're getting about so this. angry <laughs> about the geography of this car, especially and train. if it was taking a massive curve to the right to Norfolk. Norfolk. <laughs> Why is the train going to Norfolk? Oh my God, we're going to make such a big deal of the picture of the map of where Norfolk is compared to London and Scotland. Also, you think this is bad? I was reading this thinking about airspace violations. Oh my God. Well, at one yes. point, point Ron jokes like we have to watch out for airplanes and they laugh like it's funny. Aeroplanes would see you and it is an airspace violation. You've killed 400 people, Ron. <laughs> because he's, like, they're joking because they think aeroplanes will be loads higher up. When they're coming into land, mm. they're going to be very close to you. We're on a flight path here. Those planes are low. They're so yeah, they're low. so the, low. Yeah, because they ruin our podcast audio half the time. <laughs> yes. And, okay, so for anyone international, so recently both Gatwick and Stansted in the UK were shut down for, like, days and days on air. End because drones, one, tiny little drones, were spotted drone. near them. Drones that they don't—they're not even sure were there. Yeah, that's my favourite. Yeah, yeah they that might not have the even been there, and they were shut down. Especially Gatwick was for like a for, week, maybe yeah. two weeks. Yeah, no, just like, before Christmas, about five days. Yeah, yeah, but like and just caused so much chaos because of a tiny little drone that may or may not have been there. If you were going from St Pancras, you maybe wouldn't fuck with Gatwick. You'd fuck with Luton. But you would fuck mm. with Luton, probably Stansted if you were Manchester, Oster, um, Norfolk, City. You'd, yeah, sit, yeah, you'd Manchester. Oh, East Midlands, Manchester. East Midlands, five different airports. Glasgow, Edinburgh, at least Depending one of on them. where Hogwarts is. They have to fly either over Edinburgh or Glasgow. Yeah. So six airports are you guys scared at how well we know the geography of the uk off my heart do you know the other thing of course which we haven't even touched oh yet, god how did they know how to drive the car i when know I, well I, I assume it's not like driving i okay, assume yeah. you just lift it and then yeah. the steering wheel just yeah. turns it and that's not... it okay but sometimes they also think like I think, well, maybe what they should have done is driven out of London first and then gone up. Yeah. I don't think Ron can drive. But I don't drive. think that's that smart. So, but also, how, I, I thought about this and I was like, but he's seen Fred and George fly it. Yeah, that's and true. And it's not the same as actually driving. Driving, it's not. you're not having to It's literally just it's in air. Go and stop. Mm. Yeah. Also, does the steering wheel pop out and have three-dimensional motion? Like in, like... <laughs> Right, guys, can I warn you? Turned off the podcast. Can I warn you? For this episode, I have six pages of notes and I'm still on page one. Can we please move on? I'd just like to say the majority of my notes were about this opening bit. Basically, there's a lot of issues with this car. There is a lot of issues. So the car starts to break down. Um, Conveniently, it starts to break down around the Hogwarts grounds. It doesn't start to break down over Manchester or Edinburgh, where they would have crashed into a building and killed people. As discussed, that's a long ass drive. It's very long. That's a long drive they've done. Maybe it's yeah. a shorter fly because if you go mm. as the crows, but as a what is it as a as crow, crow flies. flies. Yeah. However, as we know, they fucking haven't because they went by <laughs> <Just> Norfolk. Norfolk. 
There's going to be two things people remember from this podcast. One, in our first episode where Harry gets frozen into a block of ice and kicked from the doorstep. And two, that the Hogwarts Express cannot go via Norfolk. Like, this episode's yeah. definitely just called fucking Norfolk. <laughs> yeah, fuck Norfolk. Fuck. <laughs> no, i tell you what it is. It's, it's Norfolk and Chance. that took me a minute but yes no for context as to why i am irritated so much by this norfolk mention i am from suffolk and if you're from england and i'm sure this is the same in other countries then your neighboring county or town or whatever you fucking hate and that is how it is with suffolk and norfolk especially people from ipswich which is in suffolk and Norwich, which is from Norfolk, especially because of football, we fucking hate each other. So I fucking hate, by default, anyone from Norfolk. We're sorry, anyone that lives in Norfolk. I mean, my no, we're fo- not. I'm not. She does not speak for me. I fucking hate <laughs> you. Um, Can we so move on? Can I we just get annoyed by the fact I'm like, she could have said by Suffolk. That would have made just as little sense. <laughs> but no, it's by Norfolk. Norfolk. As the car is breaking down, they hit the romping, they hit the romping willow. The and what? Now the romping, the romping, romping willow, the romping, romping willow, Ooh. which it's is a really horny tree. What, what did that tree do to those children? <laughs> I think this is a very different story. I Wait, th- fanfic time. Oh god! <laughs> you know, I, I just ship the romping willow and Ron, like the romping willow. Well, he does. Yeah, he does break his wand for the first time ever. on the romping exactly. willow. Exactly. My wand, it's been split in two. Been, it was oh, hanging on by a thread. Um, All again, stuff is coming out of my wand. It must be malfunctioning. <laughs> God. Anyway, again, really nice setup from J.K. Rowling because the Whomping Willow is such a big part of book three. Mm. But you know, she slips it into book two. Um, I actually have a point before this. Yes. Fine. So they're flying a car, right? <laughs> oh, I thought we were done with the flying car. Did we were done? Didn't... Did J.K. Rowling study the Ordnance Survey map of Norfolk? <laughs> we before... were done, Charlie. We've been recording for like an hour. We're done with the no, flying. This car. is hilarious. Forty this... minutes. It's fine, and also. Episodes with guests are going to be longer because there's another third. I'm going to kill someone. Okay, please tell okay. me about the flying car. So, okay, so they're flying a car, as we know, by Norfolk. Um, <laughs> oh, shit, that's <laughs> Again, do it, do it, do it, do it. Do it. Shh, shh, shh. I promise you I have a legitimate point. I'm ready. I'm ready. So, you know, wizards, cops exist. Do you mean the auras? No, the, like the, law, the law enforcement people. Yeah, wizard police. Don't say wizard cops. Pigs. We're not American. The pigs, the rosters. No, wizard cops because like Star Kid. Um, brooms exist. Yeah. Surely, if this flying car was getting spotted all over the country, <gasps> really? including Norfolk. <laughs> Yeah, and because fly a broom and be like, guys, <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, because presumably they're up there for like six hours. Wouldn't some yeah magical yeah, law enforcement people go up there and, and just like, be like, could you get down? You really can't do this. Yeah, could you please get down, sir? Please pull over. Please pull over as soon <laughs> as possible. Please pull over in the nearest field in Norfolk. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was a good point, but now we're done with the See? car. Okay, so but they... when they got to Scotland, were they flying over the mountains or through the <laughs> I will push this Let's pen map through out your the entire geography off. <laughs> but, no, but the question is, where in Scotland is Hogwarts? It's in, the hi- it's in the Highlands. It's somewhere in the Highlands. I know the Highlands are huge. See, I assumed it was like southern near one of the lochs. I lochs. assumed the... Um, oh, maybe it is because they're near a lick. Like loch, moment, like loch Lomond or that kind of area. Good chat. So Ron's wand breaks... Yeah, it does. Yeah. Um, but they manage to get themselves out the tree and then the car ejects them and their stuff, which I wrote down is just like, nah, bitch, didn't sign up to this shit. But also... Like, like the car literally just tips them out. Just like, nope, nope, done. Before this, how do they just fly into the Hogwarts grounds? It's established later on that there is an incredible amount of security. Like, later on, mm. Harry and Dumbledore can't fly brooms into mm. the that grounds. Was, that was mm. extra protection added because of Voldemort's return. Y- you still shouldn't just be able to fly a car no, you shouldn't. into Hogwarts. Like, we know there was it's extra ridiculous. protection added in 50 years. if you can, why did later on when Draco was trying to smuggle Demented uh, Death Eaters That was in, when the extra protection was added. Could he not have just put them the, in a clown car? It was when the extra protection was added. just flown them in. It's when the extra protection was But I feel like that's not extra. I feel like that's just 
bare minimum. Bare minimum Do protection. Do we want people flying a fucking car into Hogwarts or not? No. Maybe it's so left field they weren't expecting it. Like, okay, we've stopped apparating. We've stopped flu. We've stopped this, this, and this. Yeah. We don't need to stop anything else. Fuck, we need to stop flying cars. Guess... Thanks, Ron and Harry. You've beefed up our security. Yeah, I guess we have discussed before, like, wizards underestimating muggles. and in Yeah, they do underestimate muggle like tech. Like I've said before, in Goblet of Fire, when you could have just gotten an older wizard to submit your name. Yep. Because they underestimate kind of, like, wizard uh, muggle solutions. Yeah. So maybe this is their, like, no one's ever going to just drive into Hogwarts. So we definitely don't need to stop cars. Yeah, I like that. Um, also, Harry's definitely got a concussion at this point. They've both got a concussion. It's described that he has a golf ball-sized lump on his head. <laughs> Let's face it, Harry has a and, concussion. And Ron has a cut above his eyebrow. Books. If you've got a cut anywhere on your forehead, you need to go see someone. I mean, he, he definitely like just hits his head as a child, and this is all a dream, right? Wow, definitely. Okay, mm. so the car rejects them like, nah, bitch, didn't sign up for nah, this. Nah, I love how sassy the car the is. The car is just mm. super sassy and then runs off into the forest because the car is done with this shit. So Harry and Ron sneak into the school and start bitching about Snape. Yep. And guess what? He's behind yeah, them. He does the classic Snape thing of like, you mentioned Snape? Wow. I'm here, bitches. And he also waits. He doesn't just announce himself. He waits until they say something about him. Like, maybe he's been fired. And then he goes, yeah. maybe he's standing right Which, behind you. The only redeeming quality about Snape is his pure Sassiness. love for melodramatic entrances. He just that loves. That I aspire to. Like Gina in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yes. 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 Just all about the entrance. Oh my God, Snape is Gina Lanetti. Snape he is. is Gina Lanetti. New theory. He's the wizard yeah. form of the 100 emoji. <laughs> <laughs> so Snape is the Paris of people. So my next note was about <laughs> Norfolk, but we're going to skip over that because we've talked about it. Um, no, Snape, but have wait, we, have we? Like, we really need to go back and focus more Where's on Norfolk? Where's Norfolk? Um, so then, in my version, I can I can ask you guys to check your versions. Snape calls the Hogwarts grounds the park. What is what? the park? What is the park? The he park. says on my inspection of the park. Okay, I'm. I don't know. I was listening to the audiobook for context, and so I was, was Neil. Too. I didn't clock that. Um, and I didn't clock that, so I don't know if that's I a version like... thing or if maybe I was too busy well, at I... work. <laughs> well, I feel like now I've read that, I remember finding it weird before. Should we consult the original text? <sighs> yeah, at some point. Oh, right now, I can't bother to get up. I can't bother to get up. Um, so McGonagall and Dumbledore come in and at this point it's described as like Harry goes numb all over and um, these guys know for context as what I've been through recently mm. I can imagine the boy's emotions like so clearly here like yeah. she was describing like those kind of emotions that panic when an authority figure walks in yeah by the way guys in um six months i can't talk about it right now but there's been multiple podcast episodes where me and charlie talk about on tweets and instagrams where me and charlie like we're going through some stuff right now uh sorry if we're a bit in six months can one of you message us just be like what were you guys going through between the months of november and march and at one point for a Patreon, we'll like tell the whole story. Yeah. Because it's like long. <laughs> I've got to throw something out here. Okay. There's a phenomenal line uh, just before McGonagall comes into the office. Yeah. Where Harry says, uh, this isn't the first time he'd got the impression that Snape can read minds. <gasps> I've had a note on this as well. Like, that foreshadowing. Yeah. Phenomenal. But every book she drops at least one hint that Snape can read minds. It's great because in this one they play it off because it's like, oh, but this time he just had a copy of the Daily Prophet. But no. Like, no, he Brilliant. can see. Yeah, it's really but the clever. Thing is, even if he did, like, I don't know. That's really quick publishing. Like, how would yeah. they, they get that printed in time? Stop press. Easy. Do it in evenings, evening papers. Yeah, but it's the evening profit. And like, they've got wizard presses. They've they got can wizard just, you know... stuff. Uh, but, you know, still. Meeting right. What? Really? Yeah, but if something Mission happens, if something happens in Parliament sense. at four, it comes out in the evening copies of the papers. Yeah, mm. evening standard. Evening yeah. standard. But my... Oh, I just burped. Oh, lovely. Beautiful. But my main point here was like, how the fuck did Mr. Weasley keep his job? Mm. I was going to bring this up in the next chapter. Oh. oh, I'm sorry. No, but it's so it's about the inquiry at work. But no, you're right. Like, like he created the loopholes in the law himself. Yeah. But yeah, how did that's he keep his job? That's called being corrupt. Uh, that's grounds for dismissal immediately. Yes. I would like. Even though you haven't technically broken a law, if you made the law, it's called being corrupt. Yeah, and he's being corrupt for like not a bad reason. He's he he loves muggles and he's never hurt them. It's just for his 
own joy at muggle things but that doesn't stop other people exploiting his loopholes anyway so the boys get detention mm. um which they got off fucking lightly and mcgonagall doesn't even yeah. take points from them because harry's like uh turban started so and then technically like, you can't take points and she like smiles slightly yeah, it's that really line where he's like he thought she might be smiling but Maybe like, her frown just got a bit less. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. which I love. I love McGonagall that. McGonagall is a fucking legend. She is. So, um, they eat and drink in Snape's office just so they don't have to see the rest of the school. Interjection here, iced pumpkin juice. No, interjection, even before that. Sorry, guys, what a structure. <laughs> we don't fucking care. There's a line where it's like Dumbledore was looking unusually grey. and grey. <laughs> yeah. And I like to think this is because... Like, obviously, what Harry and Ron have done is ridiculously fucking stupid. Yeah. He has just realised that the boy that is prophesied... Is that a word? Pro- yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Prophesized, like, yep. Yeah, prophesized to defeat Voldemort mm. is a fucking idiot. Yeah, he's dumb as shit. And we've discussed this before, Harry's dumb as shit. Yeah, like, what well, Dumbledore's now like, okay, this is, like, canonically to prophecy, the only person that can defeat Voldemort, and he is so dumb, he thinks the only way to get to Hogwarts is by a flying car. <laughs> yeah, Dumbledore's like, oh, I don't he's know like, if I can even teach this oh, guy shit. this much. He's like, we are doomed. We are all doomed. Humanity is doomed. What this was your point? This is the best chance we have. <laughs> My point I... was gone. No, go on. Ice pumpkin juice sounds really fucking grim. Thanks for your input, Neil. Well, pumpkin juice in general just sounds gross. I know, but just the idea of having like... You know when you have juice with ice in it? And the ice melts and it all just goes a bit watery and horrible. I don't mind that. Mm -hmm. But like pumpkin already is a bit like... "Eh." Oh, exactly. Iced pumpkin juice. I imagine their pumpkin juice has a lot of sugar in it because how else is pumpkin juice stomach up? What I'm thinking is the only way it could possibly be nice is if it tastes like pumpkin pie. Yeah. It was just cinnamon, basically. Yeah, it's basically a May PSL. Maybe focusing mm. on the small details a bit too much. Do we need to return to Norfolk instead? <laughs> so they go back up to the common room, and Hermione arrives behind them, all like me, 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 because Hermione in this book just gets done over. It starts here, and it goes on throughout. Do you know why this book is probably my least favorite? Hermione just gets done over and done over and done over by the text. Yep. Jake and Molly, what did you have against Hermione at this point? So she basically starts whining at them because they flew a car to school. And like, I know it's in Hermione's character to tell the boys off a bit, but basically her personality shape through this book is telling the boys off for stuff. And I'm like, stop. And she's you know in love with an idiot. Her. Why? Because at this point she's got buck teeth and she's ugly. Ah, uh, right. And then yeah. she gets prettier. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, when that, she yeah. gets prettier, she becomes more palatable. Right. In book three, she's a badass and the best character. And that's why she's still got buck teeth. Yeah. I think J.K. Rowling realised that, ah, there's a lot of girls reading these books. I I might need to not make, not belittle my female character so much. She's not belittled throughout it. And I'm going to talk about in the, literally the next chapter, some really good points about Hermione. But she's in the hospital ring twice. She's described as whining quite a lot. Like she's just, I just don't feel like she's done a service in this book. No, definitely not. So anyway... J.K. Rowling just absolutely, like, basically roasts the, like, only important female character at this point in the series through her text. Uh, They then enter the common room Mm -hmm. and they are greeted by a round of applause. That's what I imagine. I imagine people doing this. Yeah. You can't see, I'm fist pumping. Yeah, if it was 2018, people would be dabbing. Um, But luckily it's the 90s. So no. No dabbing. No dabbing involved. No dabbing is They're just doing the hustle. Exactly. Um, and then they spot Percy coming towards them to tell them off. Yep. So they like nope Run the fuck up. out of there. And then they go up to the common room to go to bed. The dormitory to go to bed. I have one more point about this chapter. Just a little one. Go on. Neil Fine. knows this. Um, in the original draft of this chapter, which there is a extract from in the History of Magic display in the British Library. Yes. Um, Harry and Ron actually crash into the lake go down underwater mm. and meet slash see the giant squid and the mer people. True, they get saved by them. They, they get saved by the mer people. The mer people bring them back up to the surface. J.K. Rowling, I think, decided this was a bit much. So just had them crash into the Whomping Willow and rewrote the mer people into the fourth book. But the original draft was them crashing into the lake. Both of them, really good setups for later books. Yeah, yeah. both were. So I just, like, because I always think especially these first two books that she just wrote it off really quickly but she, we know she spent seven years planning so there's a lot of drafts and redrafts and stuff and I 
Like I, we read one of the early drafts, which was crazy. It was oh, about nuts. like a little dwarf with red eyes. Yeah, Voldemort was like a, a some kind of demon dwarf. A demon dwarf with red eyes. But and yeah, Mister Dursley was like the hero. Yeah, but there was an actual typed up chapter of them going into the lake with editor's notes. So this was clearly clearly quite a late addition to change it to the Whomping Willow. So I just oh. thought you might find that interesting. I don't know if that exhibition's touring or whatever. But that was fantastic. The I extract did. is in the book. That's really interesting. The extract mm. is in the book, A History of Magic, which I might buy. Yes, you can get with, it on Amazon for a With your mum's Amazon days. voucher that she gave me. You should put on like an Amazon affiliate link. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. It's like, if you want to buy this. give us money. Give us yeah. money. Anyway, um, that's the end of this chapter. So, guys, we have been recording for a, like an, an, an hour. An hour and ten minutes. An hour and ten minutes. Which so we've means just, it will edit down to about an hour. With, so that means we've decided to split the wonderful guest Neil into two episodes. Yes, Neil talked too much about Norfolk. Just stop talking about Norfolk, Neil. That was hey. definitely all Neil, and it not was at all me. Not at all. Yeah, no. So yeah, basically we ran start Norfolk too much. This episode went on too long, so we're splitting it into two, so we can go in depth into Gilderoy Lockhart Yay. in next episode. Yay. What did you guys think of this? chapter i feel like mostly we were ranting at plot holes it was literally a geography lesson in the u like yeah. about the uk yeah and um, a nerd out on trains and cars we almost started talking about airspace laws yeah so like that, that got deep glad we did yeah so yeah i feel like this chapter i feel like dobby blocked them from getting to hogwarts just so jk rowling could write this like more exciting entrance which doesn't make a difference plot wise yeah that we just ripped apart mm. like yeah. it it, it doesn't serve any purpose in the plot apart from another thing that Dobby stopped Harry trying to do. Yeah, I think from this chapter we can tell that much like politics, J.K. Rowling has no idea about geography. Clearly not. How did she not know that Norfolk was... I, I don't know. I just, I just... The only way she could have saved that is if then on Pottermore she's like, yeah, it does pick up people in other places. Yeah. Like the night bus... No, no, we're gonna no. right. We're gonna have to. We're gonna. We're gonna have to stop. Anyway, we all love this chapter. Let let let. Good stop. chapter. Good chapter. Well done. Bye. Loved it. Bye. Okay. Okay. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Goblet of Wine. Remember, you can keep up with us on Twitter at Goblet of Wine Pod and Instagram at Goblet of Wine Podcast. You can also leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Thank you to our lovely Patreon producer, Sandra, for her help supporting this podcast. If you'd like to support us and gain access to bonus content and rewards like choosing our alcohol, behind the scenes content and bonus episodes, check us out on our Patreon at www.patreon.com slash goblet of wine. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you in the next episode. Bye! Bye.